negativity, judgment, hate, illness, death. Life can be overwhelming at times, but what if I tell you that there's a safe space you can escape to? A house where you'll get your weekly shot of extra love. Are you ready to tune in? Reporting on all matters of good, kindness, and love. Let the Branson Brothers help you feel good. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night. It doesn't matter when you are listening, you know that, and as long as you are listening, yeah, because we are here to administer you an extra shot of love. And that extra shot of love is still coming from beautiful Ubud Bali. So, are you ready for some positivity, some inspiration and motivation? Ready or not, here we are. Yes. It's us, the Branson Brothers. Andy and me will take you on for a ride on this roller coaster of love. And today, in Let Love Rule, the Feel Better podcast, we'll talk about what we love. And that is Comedy Central's host, Trevor Noah. A lot of comedy topics this week in Let Love Rule because we also have a grueling dilemma in What Would Love Do with Falling From Grace comedian Louis C.K. And also, in The Better Report, we'll dive deeper in the world of laughter. We'll explore how laughter can be die medicine. Further, for our love activation inspiration segment, we asked a couple of stand-up comedians through Instagram to give us their personal take on love. Unconditional love, pure love, fish love, and today, we'll feature one of them. So get ready to feel the love and laugh with us a little, because it's scientifically proven that the next 40 minutes will activate your inner and outer health. We can safely say that Let Love Rule is super good for your body, mind and soul. But first, as always, we start with the better news, compiled by my dear brother Andy Branson. And you scoured the net in search for some better news bits from Hollywood, right? Yeah, to counter the bad news from the past months or so. Alright, let's hear it. Reporting on all matters of good, kindness, and love. Let love rule. In light of all the awful news coming out of Hollywood the past months, we decided to search for the light. And we found it. Julia Roberts is on the road promoting her new movie, Wonder. While she's at it, she calls for a less judgmental culture. I think we need to stop criticizing, Roberts says. Honestly, it's become a sport. At lunch, online, wherever. It's all so petty. And we're grown-up people. The actress also shared her opinion on the differences between unconditional love and spoiling a child. I think some people confuse unconditional love with spoiling, she explained. None of my kids would think I have a problem with that. I do love them unconditionally and I try, when they do something wrong, to say, this doesn't change the amount of love in this house for you. But you've got to go and do your homework. Glamour celebrated 2017 by paying tribute to the work of many artists, humanitarians and game changers, including Nicole Kidman. Kidman took her time on stage to celebrate good love and how we can use it to bring about change. It was a sweet nod to her husband Keith Urban who was sitting in the audience as she gave her speech. Kidman explained that without her extraordinary spouse she would be lost. The same Keith Urban is one of the many men who are actively standing up against sexual harassment and abuse. In the wake of Harvey Weinstein, he did what he does best. He recorded a song. And the lyrics are to the point. Urban performed the new track alone on stage under dual spotlights, supported by female backing vocals. 
while words like healer, mother, soul survivor, virgin Mary, scarlet letter, and baby girl illuminated the screen behind him, building to the song's title. Female. Another good guy from Hollywood is Tom Hanks. He helped a fan of his propose to his girlfriend at the Texas Book Festival. She didn't expect anything like this. Actually, she was pouting a little because she didn't get to ask a question at the Q&A after Tom Hanks' reading of his book Uncommon Type. But then this happened. Ryan, give me a show of hand. Where are you? There you are. Ryan McFarling, here's Ryan's question and it is for Nikki Young. Nikki, will you marry me? Wait, 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 hey, wait, 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 no, 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 Nikki, go up, go up and sit in my, go up and sit in my chair right here, come on, darling, you don't have to, you can say no if you want to, no, you sit right here, you sit right here, all right, get to it, my friend, Let's see what happens. How about that, huh? Oh, I know, I'm done. Nothing I said is going to matter now. You hold on to that. Congratulations, Nikki. Oh my God. Nikki. Congratulations. Did this work out? All right. Now we all agree that this is one lucky man. And all of us, true. And all of us are thinking just a little bit. She could have done a little better. Congratulations. Congratulations. You're all right. All right. Sit back down, the two of you, you nutty kids. And be good. Afterwards, she shared with the platform Love Matters a touching recount. I got to live a real romantic comedy moment with my love, Ryan McFarlane. Co starring Tom Hanks. Talk about true love. To quote Sleepless in Seattle, it was a million tiny little things that when you added them all up, they meant we're supposed to be together. Aww. <laughs> if there was one question I was allowed to ask. Oh, go ahead. People who truly loved once are far more likely to love again. Sam, do you think that there's someone out there you could love as much as your wife? Oh. Well, it was a, oh, it was a million tiny little things that when you added them all up, it just meant that we were supposed to be together. And I knew it. And I knew it the very first time I touched her. You're listening to Let Love Rule. With the Branson Brothers. Now this is a segment of the show in which we get to tell you what we really love. That could be a book, a movie, an event, a person. And this comedy-inspired episode of Let Love Rule, we thought, you know what, we could introduce you to Trevor Noah. Yeah, we love the South African stand-up comedian and now host of The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Why, you might ask? Well, he's smart, sharp, witty, playful, and just plain funny. And, and even though he hasn't even reached his mid-30s, he has a pretty tough and inspiring lifetime story to tell. And so we did with his book, Born a Crime. It details Noah's growing up in South Africa. Before the stage lights, there were the streets of Soweto. Before late night TV were the years of a young South African boy finding his place in apartheid South Africa. Journey with Trevor Noah as he navigates us through a collection of personal stories from his life. 
in typical Trevor fashion, he uses his comedic wit and genius to great effect, stirring up laughter while delivering an honest and touching account of his personal challenges, victories and everything in between along the way. My mom could walk with me, my mom could walk with me, but, uh, but if the police showed up, she'd have to let go of my hand and drop me and act like I wasn't hers. Every single time, because we, we weren't supposed to exist as a family. So my mom would, would let go. It was like a little game we played. Police would show up like, woo! She'd be like, woo! Oh, I don't know, I don't know. No, no, it's not mine, it's not mine. Oh, no, I don't know. It was horrible for me. I, I felt like a bag of weed. It was a tough time. This is Trevor Noah's Born a Crime. Get your copy now. Through it all, his mother administered tough love and old-school, Old Testament discipline. She was a religious woman who took her son to three churches every Sunday, a prayer meeting on Tuesday, Bible study on Wednesday, and youth church on Thursday. My mom was the only force I truly feared. She believed if you spare the rod, you spoil the child. On one of young Trevor's adventures, he got caught borrowing a car for which he had to go to court for. He was terrified. But he also actually believed it was better to go to prison than tell his mother about what was happening and what he had done. This all out of fear for her punishment. Noah later found out it was actually his mother who saved him from prison time. One of the nicest things about this book, and the Washington Post reporter described it this way, is that it's really a love letter to your mother. It really is. Yeah. Which I didn't intend. Mm -hmm. I won't lie. I thought I was the hero of my story. I think we all do. <laughs> you know, and when I wrote the book, I was like, I'm, I'm a hero. This is my life. This is what I've done. And I wrote all of these stories from my childhood. And once I coalesced all of them, I read through it and I went, wow, wow. my mom is an incredible woman. You know, uh, single women are incredible women. I mean, South Africa is a nation that uh, because of the laws and because of a police that had taken away so many black men, we're a nation that was raised by women. But you described your mom as a Tom and Jerry relationship, a cop and a criminal relationship. She said, you said, she taught me how to be a man, but she didn't teach me how to be a boy. Yes. Trevor and his mother went through some very rough times together. They were physically abused by the second husband for years. According to published reports in South Africa, where Trevor Noah was born, his stepfather threatened to kill him. Trevor was 25 when his mom was shot. Reportedly, he was so concerned about his safety that for a time he moved to the United States. His mother survived the shooting. She appeared with him in the documentary. Went in this side and went out there. I have a stiff, a stiff jaw, but that's mine. Noah stated that he hoped the attention surrounding the incident would help domestic abuse problem in South Africa. He said, For years my mother reached out to police for help with domestic abuse and nothing was ever done. This is the norm in South Africa. Dockets went missing and cases never went to court. He even brought up the tragedy in his stand-up routines. She was shot twice. Once in the Oh yeah, funny now. Funny now. <laughs> And she was shot in the head. Oh, yeah, I got serious. When he was 18, Trevor had a starring role on the South African soap opera Incidingo. He then began hosting his own radio show, Noah's Ark, on YFM. He later held several television hosting roles with the South African Broadcasting Corporation. And he was the runner-up in their fourth season of Strictly Come Dancing. From 2010 to 2011, Noah was the creator and host of Tonight with Trevor Noah, and that led him to becoming the senior international correspondent for The Daily Show on Comedy Central. The next year, 
He was announced as the successor of longtime host John Stewart. Trevor Noah became host of The Daily Show last fall, just as the 2016 election campaign began to heat up. He delivered a nightly satirical take throughout the race, and nearly a week after the results, the comedian is not shy about how he's trying to cope with the outcome. If this morning you finally woke up from a coma, well, you might want to go back. This entire result is it's sort of like Trump's hair. I know it's real, but my mind can't accept it. Mr. President, it was a great honor being with you, and I look forward to being with you many, many more times in the future. Thank you, sir. That is one hell of a performance, especially by President Obama, which means at least one black person should get nominated for an Oscar this year. This September 2017, it was announced that Comedy Central had extended Trevor Noah's contract as host of The Daily Show for five years. By listening to the audiobook Born a Crime, we got to know and love this multi-talented guy a little better. And now, we love him even more. And that's why you want to recommend his book, Born a Crime. Or The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Yeah. Now stick around, because later on in this show, in What Would Love Do, we'll talk about another comedian, one fallen from grace, Louis C.K. But first, it's time for the Feel Better song of the week, and uh, Andy, you found something funny to fit in the theme of this week's show? Comedy? Oh yeah. Alright, take your guitar and play the song, and uh, I'll guess. Uh, I'll whistle also. What? I'll whistle. <clears throat> Hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. That that's that's very familiar and and very well done, Andy. <laughs> Always look on the bright side of love, Monty Python. It's yeah. so funny, and it's such a true <laughs> statement. Yeah. Have you seen the movie the song was featured in? Yeah, that was such a funny movie. And if you have nothing to do this week, go and watch the movie on the internet somehow somewhere. The Monty Pythons are for sure a British comedy jam. Um, Andy, will you uh, create an album cover? For this week's song also? Yeah, I will. Make sure you check out Andy's art on Instagram because each week he paints a piece of art inspired by the Feel Better song. Uh, I'll, I'll post them on uh, Facebook also in the Let Love Rule group. So that's one reason to join us there. Go on Facebook and click like. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, bro. Welcome to Let Love Rule. Who doesn't need an extra shot of love? Heck, I know I do. Every week in What We Love Do, we serve a grueling dilemma. And this week we want to talk about Louis C.K. This stand-up comedian has fallen from grace in the wake of the Harvey Weinstein scandal when several women came out to accuse him of masturbating in front of them. For those of you tuning in to see my interview with Louis C.K. tonight, I have some bad news. Then I have some really bad news. The six-time Emmy winner is best known for edgy comedy. Men can whatever we don't care ripped from his own life that i'm in a constant state of agitation now louis ck faces serious sexual misconduct accusations when reached for comment jesus said i don't want to hear about it i was a big fan now instead of denying this he came forth admitting he did this and you know what Somehow we should have known, through his comedic art, he actually alluded to his wrongdoings many times. I'm a good father, I recycle, and I masturbate. And I'm proud of it. And, and God's happy. And later I'm gonna masturbate and I'm gonna think about you. Wow, yeah, how, how real life inspires art, right? Yeah, but, but now what to do? I mean, 
Comedian Sarah Silverman talks about this grueling dilemma herself. One of my best friends of over 25 years, Louis C.K., masturbated in front of women. He wielded his power with women in, in f***ed up ways, sometimes to the point where they left comedy entirely. I could, <clears throat> I could couch this with heartwarming stories of our friendship and uh, what a great dad he is, but that's totally irrelevant, isn't it? Um, Yes, it is. It's, it's a real mind f***, uh, you know, because I, I love Louis, um, but Louis did these things. Both of those statements are true. So I just keep asking myself, can you love someone who did bad things? Can you still love them? Now, we used to laugh so hard with Louis C.K., his comedy specials, uh, his TV series on HBO, his appearances on other shows and movies. And now, oh my God, now, how do you deal with the human being and the artist when it clashes, like, like with Louis C.K.? Like, how can you still enjoy House of Cards and our movies actor Kevin Spacey was in? Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's, that's like a grueling dilemma. And um, I have this aftertaste now, and, and the magic, the craft, the joy, it's just evaporated. Yeah, it's a shame, because the career for people like Louis and, and Kevin, it, it's just over. And then the legacy is just tainted. So... We got to ask ourselves, Andy, what would love do <laughs> and what would we do? And, and as always, <laughs> we ourselves don't really have the answer. But maybe actor Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad, and he played with Louis C.K. in the movie Trumbo, I remember. Um, well, maybe he came close to voicing out what love would do. You see, he feels that redemption is and should be an option for disgraced individuals such as Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey and Louis C.K., in an interview, he stated, It would take time. It would take a society to forgive them, and it would take tremendous contribution on their part. And a knowingness that they have a deeply rooted psychological and emotional problem. He continues, If they were to show us that they put the work in, and are truly sorry, and make an amends, and are not defending their actions, but asking for forgiveness, then, maybe down the road there's room for that. Maybe so. Then it would be up to us, to determine, case by case, whether this person deserves a second chance. Wow, yeah, break it bad, the guy is smart, that's really what love would do. And what would we do, Andy? Well, I can forgive him, but I don't think I would enjoy the art anymore. I guess I feel the same, um, but we're curious, how do you feel? Let us know on our Facebook page. Yeah, Andy, Andy you'll post... Um, uh, the audio of this or something connected to this, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Um, maybe we should end What Would Love Do with a quote from Louis himself. It's a rotten thing to do. And I don't know how you can think you're a good person if you do things like that. Honestly, I think you should be ashamed of yourself. I really do. You have no right to make me feel like that. I, di I did nothing tonight and you were just gross and insulting you're just one of those unattractive people who are totally bitter against people like me that's right that's right you're right that's what happened that's exactly what happened thank you very much good night good night good night good night reporting on all matters of good kindness and love welcome to let love rule Today, let's talk about that phrase we often hear. Yes, laughter is the best medicine. 
Have you noticed that when you laugh, you actually have no ability to hold on to any thought? It's a blissful moment where you are free of pain and suffering. You are stress-free. No wonder that the powerful spiritual people laugh a lot. Like who? Well, the Dalai Lama. <laughs> or the people meeting the Dalai Lama. The Dalai Lama walks into a pizza shop and says, can you make me one with everything? <laughs> oh, I knew that wouldn't work. <laughs> he laughed more at the fact that it didn't work. He didn't know what pizza was. <laughs> it's always going to fall down there, isn't it? You know that a joke's in trouble if you've got a translator off to the <laughs> side. Or Muji, the laughing Buddha. <laughs> I've never seen it. Anybody concentrate like that? <laughs> and there are all different kinds of laughter. The giggle while you're trying to bring the news. Right, Anderson Cooper from CNN? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that made me giggle every time I read it. He hasn't commented on this incident. <laughs> Tip or two. I know you got it, but. <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> or the people laughing because Anderson Cooper is laughing. Sorry. <clears throat> and then you also have creepy laughter. <laughs> Yes, that outro of Thriller from Michael Jackson. Or that evil laughter from Dr. Evil in Austin Powers. And then there's baby laughter. Or a contagious laughter at the dentist. And a rich white guy's laughter. You know what that is? It's a laugh that's followed by an awful joke. The joke doesn't make you laugh, but the laugh eventually makes you laugh. And did you know even animals laugh? Like this dog. And okay. One last one. The Minions. <laughs> Intuitively, we know that laughter is one of the best tools we have for dealing with stress. And here's the good news, science backs that up. One of the most recent studies on laughter shows that laughing releases endorphins in the brain, the homegrown feel-good chemicals. Laughter also contagiously forms social bonds. That's why when someone starts laughing, others will laugh even if they're not sure what everyone is laughing about. And last but not least, laughter protects your heart. Research has shown that laughter has an anti-inflammatory effect that protects blood vessels and heart muscles from the damaging effects of cardiovascular disease. And that is why we say laughter is the best medicine. So go and join that laughter yoga class. Or watch a funny movie, like The Hangover. 
the number two funny movie as measured in laughs per minute. Hey guys, you ready to let the dogs out? What? Do what? <laughs> let the dogs out, you know, like, who let the dogs out? Who, who? Who brought this guy along? 2.4 laughs per minute, by the way. Or just visit a comedy club once in a while. Because good jokes are the perfect surrogate for pills and other pharmaceutical stuff. But you do have to know how to tell a joke. Right, Miss Piggy? Uh, um, it seems as though there was this boat, this uh, taking an ocean voyage, mm -hmm. and the boat uh, all of a sudden sank. Well, you, have to, you have to tell why the boat sank. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the, the boat sank, the boat hit an iceberg. That's right. Right? Mm -hmm. the, boat hit, the boat hit an iceberg, and the boat sank. Mm -hmm. And then uh, some people swam to shore. About four people found this island, and no, they swam wait, wait, to wait, shore. Wait, 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 wait. It was three people. Um, there was just this boat. You don't have right? to start again. Yeah, yeah, there was this boat, hmm. and um, the boat was on an ocean voyage, and it hit an iceberg, and it sank. And three people, right? Three, three people. people. <laughs> I love this. Three people uh, swam to this island. Now, the three people were a grocer, a tailor, and a lawyer. Oh, wait, wait, now, no, no, grocer... no, 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 it wasn't a grocer. No, it was a, uh, it was a doctor, and it was a politician, and it was a lawyer. Doctor and a politician and a lawyer are the people. No, it wasn't. It was a grocery store. Said... No, it has to be a doctor and a politician. Otherwise, it's not funny. Welcome to Let Love Rule. Let the Branson Brothers help you feel good. Did you know that it's really, really, really easy to activate self-love? And that it's really, really important, that self-love? Yeah, you just gotta flip the love song. Here's what you do. You pick a love song, one that is close to your heart, uh, one that you used to sing for that other special person, and then you change all the U's into I's and or me's. And finally, you take a mirror and you start singing it to yourself. And then you mail us the recording. Yeah, yeah, like, like David did a couple of weeks ago with uh, that song from Survivor. And, and this week we got Naomi and she sent us uh, Lionel Richie's My Destiny. Well, when you flip it, it's powerful. I've heard it already. So, okay, let, let, let's have a listen. Let's have a listen. I am my destiny. I am the only one. I gave back joy to me. When my whole world was lonely. Angel in disguise. With my power of love, I just hypnotize. I just love the magic of my spell. How much joy we'll have together, only time will tell. Wow, Naomi. I mean, Lionel Richie, I mean, changing the lyrics here, it's, it's powerful. I'm sure that Naomi feels the love now. The meaning of this song has changed forever now for her. All the love she had for another is, is directly directed at herself. And that's so powerful. Yeah, and, and every time she will hear it on the radio, it will anchor her back to that grand feeling of self-love. How cool is that? That's very, 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 very cool. So we ask you to do the same. And, and, and tell us, what is your love song? Andy, what's yours? Oh, mine, um, oh, uh, I gotta think about that. Hey, no problem. Let, let us know next week. Mine is Waiting for a Girl Like You by, by Foreigner. Uh, anyhow. Find yours and go flip it. And if you want, record your version and email it to us at thebransombrothers at gmail.com so we can play it on the next Let Love Rule the Feel Better podcast. Activate that self-love. You won't regret it. That is one thing that is for sure. You're listening to Let Love Rule with the Branson Brothers. Let's end the show as always with a love activation inspiration. This time, no meditation, but something 
funny. Yeah, comedy is the theme of the week. So we asked a couple of stand-up comedians to give their take on love. Just so they can inspire you to start thinking or rethinking about how love shows up in your life. It's meant to activate some questions and answers for yourself. And this week we will feature Shannon Lee. Have a listen. Now I'm here to talk about love, but for a long time, I have to tell you this. I wasn't sure if I knew much about it because I'm divorced. So on paper, it looks like I could have failed in that department. And for a long time, I thought maybe I did. Like little tidbit, my ex-husband, he used to do all the cooking and I have a secret and unreasonable fear of the grocery store. Like it's a real thing. It's so bad. I one time went through the McDonald's drive-thru just for five bottles of water. So my heart and capacity to love at times felt as empty as my refrigerator. I'd like to say though, on side note, if a refrigerator were a person, do you know how creepy they must think we are? Like what if someone just opened your door, okay, and stared at you for five minutes and left? Think about it. I realize that has nothing to do with love, more with hunger, but that's just, you know, that's for another discussion. So I had to make lemons out of lemonade, even though I had neither of these in my house. But I realized my marriage didn't work because I had not yet done the work on a very important relationship, one that I realized later, which is the one with myself. And side note, my ex and I, we got together very young. Like when I met him, he said something like, hey, do you like stuff? And I remember saying, yeah, I'm like really into stuff. Boom. 10 years later, we were in court dividing up all that stuff. But that's okay, you know, because my relationship with myself in those days was just as poor as the guy I married over the stuff. And I needed to work on myself first. And I did. So I think about love Um, you can't fully have it without loving yourself first. You can't fully love somebody and give somebody all of yourself without really having that relationship with yourself. So I'm going to give you a few pointers and tidbits that I wrote down that, you know, um, are completely coming from an unqualified source. Keep in mind. So, uh, I, they might not work, but we'll give it a go. Number one. It's okay not to have your shit together every single day. In fact, some days I just lay on my couch with dirty hair and binge watch HGTV. I don't answer my phone. And I think, why? It's, it's because we're all human beings, okay? We're just doing our best. We're complex. We don't have it together all the time, and that's okay. We're all just trying to figure it out. So as long as you have balance in those days that you need solitude, I think it's fine. Like enjoy them, you know, don't avoid them. Don't be mindless on those days, but be mindful. Haha, I sound like I know what I'm talking about, don't I? We shall see. Number two, feel all the feels. One day I would find myself taking like a lovely hike with myself, enjoying nature. Very next night, found myself drinking lots of wine and burning pictures of my ex. But you know what? I was feeling all the highs and lows. I wasn't avoiding those feelings. And one day it might be complete joy and happiness shooting out of my butt. And other days my life could resemble a Lifetime movie starring Tori Spelling. This is the path to self-love, people. (laughs) Number three, never pretend to be something that you're not. Accept 
in cases when you are drunk. For example, if you've drunk too much champagne at, say, a work function, definitely pretend to be sober. Number four, self-care. I've already said this. um, It's okay to have dirty hair. Like, you don't have to wash your hair for a while if you don't want to. But take care of yourself too, you know? Just don't go out in public and wash it before you do. Number five, value yourself like you value your favorite item in the whole world. Like, for me, it's Christian Louboutins. I am a Louboutin. And I don't say it like Louboutin, okay? Like the fancy people. I just like those shoes a lot. They're expensive and they make me happy. Now, my shiny red sole might get worn out from time to time from lots of wear, but you know what? No matter how scuffed up it gets, that shit still sells on eBay for a lot of money. I don't care what anybody says, okay? Your value is like a pair of designer shoes and it doesn't depreciate. And guess what, you guys? After 10 years, that's not even called aging. That's called going vintage. Boom. Number six, when you doubt yourself. Oh, this is my favorite. I call him Mr. Fear. He's that little voice inside your head that gets all up in there. And he, we all know him. He kills our momentum. He creates fears, doubts, worries. He makes us take hits to our own confidence. So you know what you do when he gets all up in your head, taking up space, telling you you can't do stuff, telling you you're not worth anything. He's taking up space without paying any rent. You tell him, you say, Mr. Fear, shut the fuck up, okay? And if you happen to scream that, you have a moment and you scream it to yourself in public and you freak people out, be sure to YouTube that shit and bonus points for you because that's awesome. And last but not least, number seven, always listen to your heart and your gut instinct. And if your gut is anything like mine, it's saying, stop postmating all the time. You're getting fat. Okay, get out there. Just get out there and go to the grocery store. So there you have it. Some of my how-tos on how to continue to build your self-worth and love yourself more on this crazy journey uh, you know, called life that we're on. Loving yourself is the most important thing. And I have to say, me, myself, and I, we love each other a lot more than we used to. In fact, we crack each other up on a constant basis, I suppose, which is why we're a comedian. Um, And everybody knows traditionally that comedians are the most well-adjusted people in the world. So now, if you'll excuse me, I do have to run because we have to get to a comedy show we're performing in. Um, We're going to attempt to make people laugh like the clowns that we are and then rely completely on their validation to make us feel whole. Wait, I just screwed that thing up, didn't I? Shit. Shannon Lee. And if you like Shannon Lee, go listen to her podcast, Playing With Balls. That's it for this week. Stay tuned because in the upcoming episodes of Let Love Rule, we'll have more comedians talking about what love means to them. for tuning in hungry for more inspiration and motivation head over to pureloveradio.com and grab your free copy of the introductory audiobook Superwise Me Law of the Heart by Lynn Branson and Power of the Heart author filmmaker Batiste de Papa 
Want to meditate some more? Subscribe and get access to all of the Love Activation Meditation videos. That's www.pureloveradio.com for more wisdom and love. That's it. That's it. Before we go, we just wanted to share that Andy and me are going on a silent retreat next week. But don't worry, we have a very special episode pre-recorded for you. Yes, we uh, don't want you to miss that extra shot of love. No, we don't. So tune in next week for a special silent episode. And, and listen how silence sounds in Bali, Ubud. Yeah, we're still here. For now, thank you for listening. And if you know someone that can use some love, please share Let Love Rule with them. Ciao. Ciao. Who doesn't need an extra shot of love? Heck, I know I do.